check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar. Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room. We cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue. And delighted to be joined in studio by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt. Uh, we're going to be looking back over Cavan against Donegal in round four of the Allianz National Football League Division One at the weekend. A disappointing result in Kingspan Breffney Park, and we're going to be previewing Cavan against Tyrone in which was actually round three of the. Allianz National Football League. It's coming up this coming Sunday at two PM in Healy Park in Tyrone. Um I suppose to look back on it, or actually I want to make our listeners aware that obviously next Wednesday night sees the start of the under twenty one Ulster Championship where Cavan are taking on for man in Brewster Park. We'll be bringing you live full live commentary here on wearecavan.com So make sure you mark that date in the diary. That's Wednesday, the I think it's the fifteenth of March. Um, full live commentary of Cavan Vitaron in the Under Twenty One Ulster Championship live from Brewster Park. But Paul, look, Cavan Vitaron, Damien, you mean? Or sorry, Cavan Vitaron. It could be Tyrone in the semi final. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> thinking ahead, thinking well ahead. Looking back, or time to look back instead of thinking ahead. It's uh, I suppose it's it's analysis time. We we deliberately decided not to do a podcast immediately after the Donegal game at the weekend because we thought that there might be a bit of a knee jerk reaction and maybe anger might come out in it. But with the with the benefit of a wee bit of time in between now, what's the feeling from Saturday night, Paul? Uh, it's doom and gloom to be honest. I mean, that's the only way I could describe it. Uh, the talk around the county is not good. It's not particularly positive. A lot of people are complaining, moaning. Um, there's question marks hanging over the manager and the players so you know, all, uh, these aren't my question marks I'm not raising them yet I think we have to give them time of course we have to We're tr- they're three games into Division 1 but there's one name that's been mentioned a lot in the last week or two and it's Terry Highland or people are saying you know we didn't get a defeat like that under Terry Highland in the last few years so it's a very demoralising defeat um, but isn't, isn't it funny too and I, I think we did point it out last year that when history looks back on Terry, how that's when he'll be judged, and and already with the foresight of a wee bit of time, people are are, are talking about that that was the worst defeat Cavan have had in five or six years. Yeah, they are, but they have a selective memory too. Like I, I think we had a very bad defeat against Roscommon in two thousand and fourteen. I think we lost that game sixteen five. That was one of the worst performances I ever saw from a Cavan team. No, so that's only three years ago. So not to dress it up too much, but I think it, since that, I think that was the worst. Like the, in that three years, we had a lot of good, good positive results. Since that, that, that was kind of a low ebb that year. A lot of players missing, and there's a lot, there's a lot of similarities, in fact, between that game and the current game. You know, you're missing players from last year, after what was a positive enough year last year. Look, I don't want to keep overegging the pudding about last year. Last year was the chance, and we didn't. Cavan didn't take it. 
and I think it's going to be another year or two uh, before that chance arrives again to, to go on to the very very large stages like a semi-final of, of an All-Ireland all all or even to win an Ulster title I think it's going to be another year or two again because we've lost a couple of players and other players are just coming back to form the big hope I have is that fellas will get fit and that we'll see a big a big transformation in this team but there wasn't there weren't many positives you could take from, from last Saturday night and I think the players know that I spoke to a few of the players and you know, none of them are trying to dress it up as anything it isn't but what I'd hate to see would be the manager getting the rap at this stage because he's not in the job of that week they did they got a good draw down in Blaney they should have won played okay against Mon- Dublin I thought the Dublin performance was probably overrated a bit because Dublin were, were completely at ease Like when you when you bear in mind that Dublin were missing so many and were in fourth gear really like and still beat Cavan by seven points I really there was very few positives you could take from it it was almost like a challenge game in ways that afternoon, carnival atmosphere and everything else. But the Monaghan game was proper dog-eat-dog stuff and they, they manned up well that day. But oh, Jesus, they didn't really man up last Saturday night at all. No, they definitely didn't man up. I suppose when you talk about the disappointment within the play, within the panel, it's it's a good time to uh, to play. I spoke with uh, Darren McVitie after the game and, and you can hear in this upcoming interview here how disappointed Dara was with Cavan's performance yeah definitely just I suppose from the start we didn't get didn't get stuck into them I suppose from the start and it kind of meant that we just had a bit of a, a mountain to climb I suppose towards the end so it's just it's hard to claw it back 20, 22 minutes before Cavan got their first score some missed opportunities but really it, it looked like maybe a bit leggy or something can you quite put your finger on why it took so long to get Cavan into the game I don't even know now to be honest I, I suppose it could have been more than 6-4 six 6-3 six at half time or 6-4 I think it was we were lucky enough I suppose they missed a few chances we didn't create enough chances going forward and we have to kind of work on that I suppose yeah, I suppose second half from a personal point of view they tried something different you were in around the square you got two points you were involved in the goal chance for Niall Clerk and it, it seemed to be something that, that possibly could work in the future did you enjoy being in there? I don't mind look I'll do whatever whatever they ask me to do I'm just happy to get a jersey and get play on the field but I still I suppose there's still a lot of work to do if I am going to be inside and definitely need to be I suppose more lively in there I'm just, it's just different I suppose from what I'm used to yeah, it's not it's not a natural position for you, but your your attributes, the ball winning ability, and your speed should be a big asset in there. Cavan needed possibly do something different going forward because we're not scoring enough to win games in Division One. Yeah, probably not. We're defending well at times, but it's just going forward. I suppose you need maybe commit more men forward, I suppose, and then try and get more scores on the board. Yeah, it's a confidence issue nearly some of the time that, the, like we, I was mentioning a couple of players in the interview with, uh, with Matty Madlina, that just maybe getting into the right position but not pulling the trigger at the right time is, is something that seems to be within the squad. Maybe the, the defeat to Dublin the first day, not getting the win when we were the better team against Monaghan is, is taking a toll. Yeah, I suppose. Look, lads are trying to get into the best positions, but they're not really just pulling the trigger. So I suppose it's just back themselves more. Just a bit of confidence maybe as well. We're up in Division 1. They mightn't be believing in themselves enough, but I think we have the quality of players there. We need to just back ourselves more and really go for the next four games. Yeah, so last four games, you've <coughs> Kerry, Mayo, Tyrone and then Roscommon. Um, you know, can Cavan stay in Division 1 now, Dara? I think we can. Look, we have to sit down and address a few things. Like There's lots of work to be done, but I think we can do it with the players there, I reckon. So, I hope, look, we're going to do our best to stay up. I think we have the players, but let's just hope we get a bit of luck and suppose things just torn from here. Romar Energy. Offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. 
We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. So that's Darren McVitie. Um, I'm very disappointed, Darren McVitie. I think it's it's very fair to say that, that his disappointment comes true on the interview there, Paul. It does, yeah, it does. He doesn't try to dress it up. Um, he, 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 he makes an interesting point that Cavan need to have a little bit more belief in themselves. Uh, he's probably right, but, you know, I didn't see all these scoring opportunities that Dara was talking about that for Cavan players didn't pull the trigger. I, th- I thought we didn't create that terrible many. I just thought we were outplayed and if anything it was Donegal who missed more chances than Cavan missed. Um, the the red card was harsh on Killian Clark. I thought if it hadn't have happened where it did right in front of the stand so the whole stand erupted and that influenced the referee right in front of the linesman you had Michael Murphy coming in making a bit of a huge, huge deal out of nothing really to, to pretend he was so outraged by this terrible tackle that, that so, uh, subtly influenced the referee as well the player stayed down all these things it was intelligent stuff by Michael Murphy and he, he, he laid a trap for Cavan players to Torn it into a bigger scenario. Uh, as I was pointing out to somebody, had Michael Murphy gone in and grabbed Killian Clark the way he'd done and been left on his own to wrestle with Killian Clark, chances are there was two yellow cards coming out there. But because Cavan players piled in, as you do like to see your 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 teammates standing up for them, but it was it was a trap that Murphy laid and and Cavan walked right into it and it resulted in a red card for Killian Clark. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100% with that analysis. You, you have to remember, Damien, that indiscipline is a cop-out. In any walk of life, indiscipline is a, is a cop-out. We've seen players in the past who pick up succession of cards. I'm not saying Killian Clark because he's a very clean footballer and probably didn't deserve a red card, but I'm just saying in general, it, it's easy to, to cop-out, to come in with a, with a sloppy tackle or a late tackle, and you, you nearly, you're nearly admonished from guilt from in a bad performance if you get sent off. We've seen players in the past get sent off for Cavan. And on a real bad day, and they're like, "Well, he got stuck in, and he got the red card." No, that's no good. Yeah, yeah, discipline is so important. Like, and Cavan have a problem with discipline at the minute. They've had yeah. it for four or five years. You pointed out in this week's Anglo Celt, and, and it's 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 a very valid point. It's very, yeah, I think I think it's a valid point. Now, again, I'm not saying Killian Clark because I I think that one was harsh, but we've seen in the last couple of years, like um, Fergal Flanagan and Mossy Cor got straight red cards in the first half of of knockout championship games. Um, Damon Riley in a big national league game, Ronan Flanagan. You know, we're picking up a lot of these cards and. Going right back, I remember Ray Cullivan getting the straight red in the first half of a championship game against Donegal in 2011. So six years ago, like a lot of car- a lot of straight red cards, a lot of them coming in the first half. I I don't have comparable stats, but I'd say that doesn't compare very well to a lot, whole lot of other counties. So that's something Cavan are going to need to watch, because um, c- the margins are so fine. Like that that Derry game last year, and this is the last time I'm going to reference that game. But the margins are so fine. No, it's not. <laughs> Definitely not. You know, that's that's what the, a red card that day really cost Calvin dearly. But when when the margins are so fine, you have to control the controllables. And the controllables are you don't hit someone, you don't close your fist and hit someone off the ball. Even if he if he did make give you a touch with your general, general yeah. your your genital area maybe. But it family was family jewels. But you you don't. You have to control the controllables. Like and that's that's all part of a of a learning curve. It's easy for me to sit here. I've never played. Championship up for Cavan and say oh, this is what I would have done. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that 
this is what Michael Murphy would have done or this is what James McCarthy would have done or one of these top players they're able mm. to control the controllable so Cavan need to learn that and they need to learn fast we've been saying it all year that Cavan are going to need to learn fast in Division 1 and I don't think they learned they showed they'd learned anything the last evening and I was slightly worried to hear Matty Medlina saying we're going to be taught more lessons before this league is over that makes me think I thought, I thought we had been learning these lessons for the last three or four years and now we had a team Instead, we don't. We still we're still trying to get to where we have a team that that can win, that can win games. Yeah, when 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 you look at Matty Medlin and, and he he's he's come in and and there was a uh, an array of positivity and and so much you know he 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 came in and seems to be a really likable character and and definitely somebody that that has credibility what he done with, with, with the clubs in Monaghan that he was involved with and and even in his school winning the McGrory Cup but. The the reality now, when you think back on it, and and it's only in hindsight you can actually do it. It's such an impossible job he's been handed on. Like he doesn't know any of the teams that he's coming up in. Sorry, well he knows Monaghan probably, and he knows Tyrone in Division One. The other five teams he knows as much about as I know or you know, and and very little more. He doesn't know intercounty management, as in the, the the processes that it takes. How you manage an entire backroom team, from your statisticians to your dietitians to your uh, you know physical trainer to your to your football trainer, all all these ins and outs of managing probably a ten twelve man uh, working panel below you. Never mind managing players on top of that, and then on top of that, he doesn't know the players that he's coming into to manage the Cavan players he doesn't know Cavan football the strengths the weaknesses the the pitfalls you know and I know look we could be we could be calling it a wee bit too early or you know but it was it was always going to be such a such a difficult learning core for Matty Midlinen yeah that's a great point you make Damien in actual fact now that you've that you've said that it he talks about learning lessons. It's probably himself that's going to learn more as more than the players as things go on. He's going to learn more about the players, about the, what's required, about the setup. I know Fimber Riley, I think, had his appendix out. He wasn't at the game. I only heard that today that Fimber wasn't at the game the last day. But you know that probably weakened them. You know, it, it left things a little bit unsettled because there are probably certain roles that Fimber performs on match day that left the thing that there was a bit of flux, which you don't want on a big match day. But. Look, he's probably learning more, no more mm. than anyone. He's made the step up from club to county, no more, no different than a player doing doing likewise. No player goes from club to county and absolutely excels at the, on their first couple of days out either. Like so, um, it's it's a big ass. Like, you know, the funny thing is, first first year managers have a good record. Like if you look back, the likes of um, Joe Cairn and Mickey Hart, they all won the All Ireland in their first year over a team. Jack O'Connor did it. Pat Gilroy did it. You know, it can, it can be sorry. Pat Kilroy didn't do it. Um, Jim Gavin did it. But it, it can be done that a, that a manager can come in and, and win an All Ireland in his, in his first year over a team. But um, generally, it comes within every one of those examples. I I imagine there were so. Well, sorry, I don't imagine Joe Cairn and Armagh were were, were knocking on the door. They were very close. Uh, Mickey Hart, the same. They were all Ireland semi finalists. They were they were knocking on the door. They were very close. Jim Gavin, the same. You know, Malachy O'Rourke in his first year won a, won an Ulster title with Monaghan out of Division Three. Yeah, like the the, the point about Malachy O'Rourke is one that I I I'd contend that because he started his managerial career at Intercounty in Division Three, 
mistakes were forgiven. You know, you can you can make mistakes, but they're not punished as as heavily as Matty Medlinen has been punished at the minute. Like it's there's no room for learning. You know, it it it's it's almost to the point that. You'd, you'd, you'd nearly fear for somebody who's taken a team that's gone up for the first time. Now, I know last year Roscommon done a, a new management team in and, and went up and stayed in Division 1. Uh, their championship campaign was, wasn't was as effective as they would have liked. But at the end of the day, generally going in, like the, the, the Roscommon management knew the Roscommon players and the Roscommon club scene exceptionally well. And they were going in just having to learn about in their county management. So mm. it's it's so much more for Matty Midlinen to learn. You know, had, had he been taking Tyrone for the first time in Division One or, or Monaghan. Monaghan for the first time in Division One, he'd be so much better equipped. Yeah, that's a very good point. A very good point. And there's only so much you can pick up as you go on. Like he, he could he could sit there for for a full week and watch DVDs and read up on it or have meetings with players, whatever. But it's going to take time for, for him to find out what he needs to know for himself rather than the information he's presented with. He's going to have to make the deductions based on scenarios, how people react, how people are. So, like, it's just going to take time. It's a, it's a total uh, waiting game, really. Is a certain amount of that maybe for Matty at this point to... <sighs> He's going to have to trust the people around him, and and maybe take the people, the Fimber Rileys and the Martin McGoverns and the Jimmy Higginses and Owen Maguire, who who know these players, who know their their personalities a wee bit better. Possibly going to have to, and maybe he is, maybe maybe that's already happening that he is listening to them, but he, they know an awful lot more about the group of players than he currently knows anyway. Mm. Oh yeah, without, without a doubt. And the other thing is. Um, People talk about tradition, and Gavin, we talked about tradition too long. Tradition is meaningless. What's what is tangible is momentum, and momentum can go one way or the other. Like when momentum's on your side, it can take it. Look at Tipperary footballers last year. No tradition in modern times, but had momentum went all the way to an All Ireland semi final, and. Donegal were a prime example. They went all the way to an All Ireland when they had McGuinness because they gathered up so much momentum. Gavin, Gavin. Uh, had it last year in the league and they freewheeled after the beat me they won a game or two suddenly they freewheeled all the way to Crow Park last year and, and mm. you just couldn't see them being beaten because momentum brings confidence but when it goes against you it goes against you and at the moment Kevin are, ga- are gathering ahead of steam but they're gathering ahead of steam in the wrong direction yeah, it's very important. Looking at the table, Cavan sitting second from bottom with a game in hand on all other teams, bar Tyrone. So they've one point, uh, sitting in seventh position. Roscommon have four games played, have no points. Then you have a three-point gap up to Kerry, who have uh, four points, as do Mayo. They're sitting in fifth and sixth. And then you're up to Monaghan and Donegal, who have five points, along with Tyrone, who have a game in hand on Monaghan and Donegal, and Dublin sitting on top with six points from their four games you know realistically looking at that table if Cavan don't get two points against Tyrone this weekend we're, we're well cut off or three points adrift yeah even if Cavan win this weekend they're still in the relegation zone if you want to call it that um, and Cavan have to win this weekend a draw this weekend basically the way I look at it Cavan are going to need five points and there, there's eight but five points, points won't be enough I, I, well, no, I, for five more points five more points you're right yeah, yeah. so yeah. there's eight points remaining so from the three games, or from the four games remaining, I think Cavan can still afford to lose to Tyrone. But then you have to you have beat to Mayo away, and you have to beat Kerry at home, and Roscommon away. Yeah, so let's say Cavan beat, if Cavan beat um, Roscommon away, okay, which is probably the most winnable game left for Cavan. Yeah. It's probably the game that they're going to have to be the most shortest odds for. Anyway. Um, 
if they, let's say, take it as a given, pretend now that that, that game was brought forward and they won that, they're still going to need three points out of the six available against Mayo, Kerry and Tyrone. Yeah. Three of the top four teams in Ireland. Yeah. More than likely. So, you know, it's it's going to be hard done, but it's not impossible. Darren McFeely said it there earlier, it's not impossible. So, But it's going to be hard done. I think there might be a kick in them this again. I do think there might be a kick in them this again, but there's going to have to be. Yeah, will they go if they go ultra defensive? That's the other thing. If Kevin go out against Tyrone and go ultra defensive and say like we're going to be hard to beat today, we're going to set up what we have, we hold, we give nothing away. That's all well and good. That's what Kevin did in, in four years ago. Yeah, and are we going back in time for? Will we? Will, if Kevin get a good positive result doing that, do we do that for the rest of the season and next year look to attack? So we're just repeating the cycle that went on a couple of years ago. This time last year, Kevin had the balance between attack and defence. So it seems to be it seems to be gone out the window. So look, we 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 can't criticize them too much. It's early days, and it was a bad show the other night. But but good teams play badly too. So we'll wait until after. We'll have a wider sample of games after this again, and we can go to town on them on Monday. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm joking. Poten- I'm joking. Potentially, potentially. One one question that has come up regularly, uh, or uh, that I've been asked regularly, and and I kind of want to put it to you. Niall McKernan came on or started against Monaghan. Um, was taken off a quarter of the way into the game and hasn't made the panel since. He didn't make the panel the 26th for Tyrone and didn't make it for the uh, the Donegal game at the weekend. And there's there's question marks being asked about the the, uh, the I suppose the tactic of making these first half substitutions. Mossy Core was another player who who fell a victim to it at the weekend. You know, I know Connor Mina and Jerry Smith both came off against Monaghan, but that was through injury. But it, these first half substitutions and the substitutions being made so early, like the 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 Connor or the the Mossy Core one at the weekend seemed to be a tactic to try and curtail Michael Murphy's influence in the middle of the field by bringing Park Faulkner out, but. You had Killian Clark, who was Mark and Michael Murphy. Surely, before you waste one of your valuable substitutions, you try something else with the with the fifteen players that are on the field. Ask Mossy Core to mark Michael Murphy for a few minutes before you take him off, or bring Park Faulkner out and put Killian Clark back in at fullback. A little bit too trigger happy along the line is is an allegation that's been thrown at Matty Medlina. Yeah, I I probably would agree with it, but you should never get to a situation where. where a player goes off on a black card and you can't replace him. That means you've been too trigger happy. And I know they were chasing the game early on, but Mossy went off and there wasn't even 15 minutes on the clock. And again, that's that's an example of a fella who isn't fully familiar with them yet. For people who've been watching Cavan for a good while will know that... that Mor- well, OK, Mor- Murphy, Michael Murphy struggles on players who, who are stoppers. Out and out, spoilers. Yeah. That's the type of player that, that Michael Murphy... The likes of um, McMahon from Tyrone, just, or what do you call him? Yeah, just just McMahon. McMahon, and there was another another guy did a great job on him. Um, Aidan O'Mahony did a great job on him. That's the type of player who will just go out to spoil him. Now, Mossy can do that, play that role. Brilliant, mm. he's so strong, like very committed. Mossy can play that role, but instead we took Mossy off. It might have made more sense to let Killian Clark go back to his best position of fullback and let Park Faulkner out and let Mossy go over to Murphy. It's easy saying that in hindsight, they've been they've been uh, privy to the performances and training and all that. But the question you have to ask Damien is. Taking players off at fifteen twenty minutes is that a cause or a co- or a consequence of of um, bad performances? Is that is that spreading a lack of confidence around the team and causing bad performances, or is that a consequence of players are playing bad to have to come off? You know, it's a vicious circle. You don't want to be stuck in a vicious circle like that. Division one is is creating a scenario where confidence is is going to be hard come by 
because you're you're losing games. But taking off a player before half time is one sure way of knocking a player's confidence too. So it's it's something that seems to be maybe. And I can understand that you you know you you, you want to be seen to be not letting lads rest on their laurels or think that they have until half time. You know, I, I can see the merit in that. Maybe at a point when you're familiar with the personalities and you know what the reaction is going to be to a situation like that. But in 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 the current environment, it seems a little bit crazy to be doing something that can potentially dint their confidence to uh, a point where they mightn't get back to full confidence for four or five weeks in a scenario when you're going to need to be fully confident to go out and beat your Tyrones and your Kerrys and your Mayos. Yeah, abs- absolutely. You're a manager, Damien, you know this. There's only there's only one thing that, that has more of a stigma attached to it in terms of taking players off than taking someone off in the first half, and that's bringing someone on and then taking them off again. Both of those things... you. I know when I was playing underage football and that you'd hang your head and it happened to me many times you'd yeah. hang your head if that happened and we've seen that that happened already for Cavan in this league and we've seen a good few players taken off in the first half and I'm talking about new fellas in mm. some cases you know like and you're talking about Niall McCairn and we've seen it happen to Conor Madden um, you know it's, it's been happening like so I don't know Matty McLean knows what he's doing but he's learning on the job yeah, definitely. Speaking of Matty Midlean, and I spoke to him after the game, and you can tell from his voice as well, it, there's a different tone to him than the previous few games. Disappointment was definitely in the air. Oh, disappointing. Uh, I thought Donegal were very, very good. Kicked some fabulous scores. Uh, I suppose there's a bit of an education happening tonight there. That's why they're in Division 1 this last few years. It's our first time up, so but, uh, we sort of got, we got taught things tonight. Yeah, I suppose we got taught them. Donegal came out; they had five hundred twenty-one starting, but they had the other ten lads have t- Division One experience. Our lads haven't, and, and the first twenty minutes they were really shown to be second best. Yeah, listen, they kicked some fabulous scores. I thought they got two or three. That's, that's things we talked about in the last game. They got two or three easy enough frees that sort of allowed them to settle into the game. We had four or five missed chances at the other end of the football field, and that always keeps you on, it puts pressure on you when you don't take those scoring chances and stay in the game. And once Donegal were five or six up, you know they were confident, they were moving the ball, they were they were very slick in what they did, and some of their scores in the second half were excellent. Yeah, you mentioned after the Monaghan game, it was missed chances and not taking the chances, and it's really a case of the same again today. We well, we didn't create as many chances as as Donegal this evening, but the chances we created, we didn't score enough of them. Yeah, listen, we had 11 scores. 11 scores at this level isn't good enough. You've got to be thinking towards what Donegal hit there, 114 or 115. You know, that's, that's real-time numbers that, you know, make you very difficult to beat. Uh, we have that to learn yet. I thought Niall Clerken, 10 minutes to go, had a great goal chance he hit the side netting. We never give up. And listen, the boys are in there and they're very disappointed. And that's a huge plus going forward that they're disappointed in how they performed tonight. I don't think we performed anywhere near we did against Monaghan in terms of our work rate in terms of our intensity and certainly that's something we'll, we'll look look at and discuss this week and aim towards throwing next Sunday You mentioned maybe one positive Darren McVitie was involved in that goal chance when he went into full forward it's something Cavan supporters wouldn't have seen before but he looked very effective as a ball winner and scored two points Yeah I thought Darren had a great second half you know probably was very lucky to be still on the football field only Killian got sent off but listen at this level of football we were down to 13 men at that stage and you can't play against Donegal who play that running ball 
ball of the game and in fairness you know that's an education for us there but listen I thought Dara was very very good you know Big G's making progress in terms of his development Michael Argy got 20 minutes there Kian Mackey got game time tonight so them boys are coming back to fitness this is a level that's going to teach us this, this is now what Ulster champions play like you know, Donegal have that pedigree behind them they have that experience behind them we have to develop and learn that there and you know we'll take a lot from tonight's game Yeah, You mentioned briefly there about Killian Clark from I suppose a Cavan supporters point of view it looked like a harsh red card Yeah I thought so it was in front of me I thought possibly a yellow card maybe a black card worst case scenario to give him a straight red had a huge impact on the game at that stage for us uh, but listen that's something Killian will have to just take on board uh, I thought it after that there you know we went in, we scored a couple of points and went in 6-4 down at half time so the boys really dug in there that last you know 5 or 6 minutes into half time but listen we came out after half time and we conceded 1-1 you can't do that at this level and at that stage listen Donegal were just going to control the game in the second half and they were fairly comfortable winners in the end but we didn't give up and that's I'm delighted with that there they showed heart showed a bit of character we hit 11 scores that's three. That's four more from the, the Monaghan game so listen we're, we're aspiring to hit 16, 17 scores so we get another test next week yeah you definitely get another test next week you'd expect I suppose as Cavan manager but there, there has to be a reaction out of these boys next week against Tyrone absolutely listen with missing last week's game uh, maybe we were a bit cold tonight in terms of coming into this game but listen you've now four games probably on the bounce so listen it's going to test the squad it's going to test the players mentality it's going to test their character to recover well train hard Wednesday night and prepare for Tyrone listen Tyrone had a great win there the night to the best of my knowledge so listen they're going to be bouncing into next weekend and we're going to have to be ready for it and we're going to have to certainly play another 10, 15, 20% better than we did the night So that was the Cavan manager Matty Midlean and I suppose Paul he's uh, you know he, he was a different person after that game on Saturday night than we have seen so far usually it's hard to keep him down and, and he's he's full of enthusiasm and full of and don't get me wrong he's still full of enthusiasm but it, there's a lot of positivity usually he, he was doing his best to draw out the positives there and he just he was struggling he did, you know. he did come out with one classic Damon and he says he said it was well what he said it something like um well, listen, the, the boys are in there in that dress, restroom and they're absolutely gutted and that's a huge positive going forward. It was something along those lines. Yeah, right? yeah, when yeah. He said that, I was like, I and you can understand his point of view as yeah. in what, what he was trying to say was... It meant enough to them to hurt them. Exactly, that's exactly. But yeah, I was laughing. I was like, that's the ultimate piece of spin there. But look, we all know real negative people. One of these people, I know loads of them who, who are always giving out and nothing's ever good enough. He's the opposite. And, and we don't and want that. Yeah, and they're a lot, but they're a lot more rare. A really positive person who's, yeah. who, and I, I mean, you'd have to say like you'd have to say that's a, an attribute he has, and and a quality, a real, a real quality that he has. Yeah. Um, but um, when you're losing games, it, it can ring hollow, you know, because he, someone who's ultra positive—that's when you nearly want the negative man to come in and go, "Us brutal is the worst I ever saw." County home, compounded <laughs> all together, <laughs> crack year in cabin, like. But yeah. no, I think I think um, he's learning on the job. Fact of the matter is, Division One is Division One is so uh, tough. But when we go into the Ulster Championship, there's not going to be eight teams as strong as that in the Ulster Championship. For Manor, don't look to be as strong as they were. Uh, we've just drawn with Monaghan. We're playing Tyrone this weekend. You know, we're not going to be playing Dublin. We're not going to be playing Kerry. 
Mayo. We're, we're going to be playing Donegal, fair enough. But, uh, you know, we we might close the gap yet. I, I, I still think it'll stand the cab in playing in Division 1. Without a doubt, I think that. Yeah, I have to completely agree with you. Looking ahead then, I suppose, to this weekend, we, we, we make the journey up to Healy Park for the second time this year. Hopefully we get a game. Weather looks a whole lot better. Um, do you go up in, in, in hope, in optimism or in despair? Um, I'm travelling in hope. You know, I'm not definitely not travelling in expectation. Um, sick of the sight of Tyrone, to be honest with you. <laughs> broken our hearts too often. It was such so sweet to beat them in the McKenna Cup, but um, they'll they'll be they'll be all out to really do a job in Cavan. Like I thought that the last day. Now at the time, I, I remember saying it's, it was a great thing for Cavan. The game was called off. Because it gave us the extra two weeks and we'd be in a better place when we got them. But I wasn't. I, I thought the fellas would be fitter, but I and I thought maybe get a result against a Donegal team who had just played six days beforehand. But the landscape has changed again, and um, it's it's a lot of doom and gloom. There's pressure on there. They have to perform. I think supporters will will be happy with a performance more than anything. A point or even two points will be out of this world for this weekend. It'd be a phenomenal result. I think Tyrone can be got at it. I'm. I've, I've long been of the opinion that they're not as good as, as they've been made out to be. I want to know what their best win is in the last couple of years. This particular Tyrone team, they've had they've had heroic defeats like to Mayo last year, good win against Donegal last year, and there was the final draw, draw and then a big win over Cavan, and a way win over a very poor a dairy team that can be very poor, a, a draw with the dubs away. The year before that, they got to the semi-final, like all the bet was Tipperary, um, you know, me, I think, they had a Mead, Sligo they still haven't beaten the top four no, or another top three I, like, there was an awful lot of talk about them last year about having run Kerry close in 2014 um, in the All-Ireland semi-final they lost by five points I think it was so I think I think overall um, they're probably not as good as they're made out to be uh, are they better than Cavan probably are yeah they are better than Cavan they're at home I didn't even get onto Cavan's home record. That's for a podcast all for itself. But it's deplorable. But their own home record, I'd imagine, is a lot better than that. I think. I think Cavan. Actually, I'm not, I just have to think it. I must check the record books again to see that that draw that their own had with Dublin. They've had a phenomenal amount of draws. I think they had at one stage out of their their last thirty games, they had drawn something like seven. Well, the year that they that they were relegated from Division One, they drew with Dublin, Kerry. They drew four games, I think. Yeah, and then they drew, they drew a couple more games after that. They had drawn some an outrageous amount of games. Drew a Cavan last year as well, um, but I must check that again. Yeah, but uh, you're, if you're asking me for a prediction, like I think, I think Tyrone are going to win. Tyrone were were uh, three to one on to beat Cavan two weeks ago. They're now four to one on, so the bookies are are even less than Cavan's chances in their eyes I think Tyrone probably will win but I think we we will see a performance out of Cavan if, the, if Cavan can run them close and a couple of players can step up to the plate we haven't seen the best of Martin Riley or Killian Clark yet or uh, I know Cairns only coming back to fitness but these are our main players Like these are really really top class players so we can see the best out of those fellas I think it'll give the team a big boost and they can they can go up here and put on, put on a good performance. Could you see and last weekend the, the one the one of the real positives coming out of the game was that Darren McVitie seemed to work very well on the inside and I spoke to him about the on on the interview you heard earlier on you know 
that that's something could you maybe see Garrod McKiernan going back out towards the middle toward of the field where he's most effective and push McFeedy in there alongside maybe Johnson and you might have a full forward line then that can win ball and, and if McVitie and Johnson could click and maybe Mackey getting back into form suddenly you're maybe talking about a forward line that resembles an, a, an attacking threat yeah well last year they, they had a great attra- attacking threat but that's because you had Givney and you had Mackey you don't even have Givney this year and Mackey has only played 10 minutes and missed a 13 metre free yeah. which which we should really hang him out to drive for because yeah, a player right. of his quality should never miss that no well no player should at that level but uh, like p- people underrate Mackey like Mackey's is a Phenomenal player, like, but we 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 need him at his best. Really need him at his best. Martin Riley too, like he's back as a defender now. Maybe it's time to put him back up front. You know, the, 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 I don't think the team is li- lined out properly. Like, I think Killian Clark probably should be left in full back. Let let yeah. Faulkner out the field if you want. And I think we would probably wear here on the on the We Are Cavan podcast advocating try him. Yeah, we were, and we have tried, but it's been tried. I don't think it's worked. Yeah, I don't think it has. I mean, maybe try him full forward. Because I know that they tried him full forward a couple of times. Once tried against him last Kader, year against Tyrone, and he was br- he was great for the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, he caused he caused a bit of panic. Yeah, and he went in against Kildare one time in a league match, but he, then he he went off injured early on. But um, maybe try that. But I don't think Killian that midfield is working. I think full back he, he looks very solid, and you might get more of the Park Faulkner out there. Maybe that's the swap we need. If you want to bring a full back to midfield, let it be Faulkner that comes out and let Killian go back. Mm. You know, but and I think Garoge's best position well it's hard to know what his best position is, but the it's best definitely middle toward though. Yeah, the best the best run of games he ever had in the Cavan jersey was in the National League last year. He was in all star form and he was playing centre half forward. So I think that that answers that question. So I'd like to see that happen. But they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. They don't have Givney to put Garoge in as a target man. Um, and they're hoping to get more out of Johnston he hasn't been in good form either but I mean there's a lot more in him as well so fingers crossed we see it yeah fingers crossed is right but again uh, stay with us on We Are Cavan where next Wednesday night the 15th of March we'll be bringing you the under 21 Ulster Championship quarterfinal between Fermanagh and Cavan live from Brewster Park here on We Are Cavan Dot com. We'll also have a, a preview podcast early next week on that, maybe even on Sunday evening, where we'll be looking back over the Tyrone Cavan game and previewing Niall Lynch's uh, chances and his charges to uh, to get back into an Ulster semi final and pick up a a much needed win because it's been a couple of years since we've we've won. It's been three years. We're going on to the third year now since we've won a game in the Ulster under twenty one championship. So. Thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Super Value We Are Cavan podcast and thanks for the contributions of the Anglo Celts Paul Fitzpatrick. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.